0: Dan, we got to pause. Simi pooped.
1: <laughs> what, a, what an operation we're running here. Welcome to Joe Picks and NFL Team. In this podcast, Joe, abandoned by his San Diego Chargers, is evaluating all 32 teams to find out who he should root for next season. For the second leg of today's doubleheader, we stay in the NFC East and move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. How you doing, Joe? How you feeling?
0: Doing good, ready to roll. You know, we got that got that whiskey in my system from uh, from our Cowboys podcast. Ready to keep this, this this party going.
1: Is your infant child doing well? We're on
0: we're on the brink. We're on the okay. brink of a wake up. She may she may make an appearance for the second half of the podcast. So, Dan, what are we drinking here?
1: Well, wow, we have upgraded from whiskey to a much more complex cocktail. We are drinking the Clover Club Cocktail, which was a drink that predates Prohibition and is named for the Philadelphia Men's Club of the same name. Hey, we're both men. I think we could definitely have been in that club, which was uh, created in 1896.
0: Yeah, Dan, Dan, we're both Jewish men. They weren't letting us into any clubs in 1896.
1: Strip. But we we do, would have gotten in on the ability to drink if we sort of, uh, well, you they could tell. I we could had, mask it.
0: We had 50% of the criteria down. Yeah.
1: Uh, it had a long history dating back to at least 1910 and was enjoyed by captains of industry who are members of the famous club. Yeah, I'm a captain of industry, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a captain of, of some things, but not, not of any industries.
1: So you're, like, you're a good family, man. I'm sure they wanted those in the men's club as well. And, uh, however, soon thereafter, the drink was becoming unpopular and was eventually all but forgotten, but not by us. But apparently it seems to have been forgotten due to its complex, uh, the complexity in making the drink, which involves a raw egg. Joe, does your drink have a raw egg in it?
0: Yeah, there's some egg white in this. And, uh, you know, I, I had kind of a visceral reaction making the drink, like, do I really want to be drinking this? But, uh, you know, once you shake it up in the cocktail, it, it. Uh, you hardly notice the egg at all.
1: Yeah, I had the same thing. I was just putting the egg white in there and I shook it up and it really does have a nice froth to it. I haven't even tried it yet. Plus, but, plus uh, it was very nice.
0: Isn't that like Rocky famous for being from Philadelphia? Doesn't he drink raw eggs as part of his training regiment?
1: Yeah, I just had a sip. Wow. It is. It has quite a frothy texture to it that I just do not sent have normal drinks that egg white really um yeah it, it adds something a unique, to unique
0: yes yeah it definitely adds something to the it's drink.
1: definitely it was weird making it but it, it's a well my I, i'm not giving it a rating but i'll say uh
0: it's pretty good yeah i i'll i'll hold off on my rating till we get there but i, I will just note that there is some uh egg sediments at the bottom of my drink well, so uh so we're gonna see how the drink that's your own fault progresses from sip one to uh the last sip
1: Okay, we'll go to uh, moving on from the drink. We'll go to the fan mail. Let's open up the mailbag. I've looked inside. It's empty. We have not gotten an email in the past hour. But as a reminder to all those listening, if you have uh, feedback about anything we say in today's episode, uh, the, what our, we had in our past episode about the Cowboys, or whatever future teams we pick at the end of this episode, send your feedback to nfl at joepixpod.com. And there is a very, very high likelihood that we will read it on the air. Yeah, Dan, I mean, episode. I would add
0: questions about life and love, whatever. I mean, we'll answer it.
1: Is the podcast going to slowly shift after we finish all 32 teams to uh, answering people's uh, love life questions?
0: Look, if, if, if there's a demand for it, absolutely. I'm saying people should write in with what's on their mind. If it's about the NFL teams that I should pick, great. If it's about something else, that's fine, too.
1: All right. Well, there you heard it. Send in whatever the hell you want. Okay. And I will note, I do hear some construction going on in the background, Joe. That's okay. It's normal. You're having your basement yes. redone. So yep. if you're hearing yep. any song or anything, it's no big deal. Joe's. Uh, We're improving. not under attack here. Just, yeah,
0: just, uh, yeah, just, just a, a small construction project going on right now. But got the baby in one room, got construction in another, yet. Still here drinking my cocktail and podcasting. It's it's commitment.
1: Was that construction taxpayer-funded, Joe?
0: Uh, well, we threatened to move if the city of Seattle didn't pay yeah. for our construction project.
1: got to be a hard and, negotiator. And the,
0: at, and the city of Seattle responded that uh, they don't give a shit if we move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bastards. Much
0: like San Diego.
1: Yeah. Well, you got out of there You're just like your, your chargers. <laughs> All right. Number one, don't win a team that's too good or too bad. So the Philadelphia Eagles... Their current Super Bowl odds are 40 to 1. So they're sort of in the middle of the pack. How many Super Bowls have the Eagles won? Zip, zilch. They are the only team in the NFL East that does not have a Super Bowl. Uh, And even the Redskins are next on the list with three. So the, the Eagles are a bit behind in that category. And now we'll play our world famous game. Top third, middle third, bottom third. Win percentage past 10 years. What do you think they are?
0: Uh past 10 years. Well, I mean, I, I remember that they made the NFC championship game uh a few times in a row back in the McNabb era, but I don't remember how long ago that was. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna say bottom third.
1: Okay. Playoff wins. Bottom third. Made the playoffs. Maybe let's say middle third. All right, Joe. One out of three. Terrible. So in win percentage, they're squarely in the middle third. They're 14th, 52.8%. Uh, you know, they've had good years and bad years. I think this is what you get in the NFC East. You have a lot of teams, you know, they, they compete every year. They've won two playoff games. Uh, so they are squarely in the middle third there. Uh, they're actually tied with the Cowboys. having have won two playoff games in the past 10 years. And they made the playoffs four times, which also ties the Cowboys and is also squarely in the middle third. That's what you got correct. So this is our first team that's in the middle third for everything. They are, I guess, squarely. Kind of squarely an average team over the past ten years. Okay, so it, it, they've been seven and nine last year. They were seven and nine the year before. They sort of had a little exciting start of the season when they had Chip Kelly yeah. as their coach, yeah. who's no longer their coach. Spoiler alert. Um, But I, I would say in the past six seasons, they made the playoffs once. They didn't win a playoff game, so they haven't really been relevant that much recently. Though they did win the NFC East four years ago.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the Eagles are a team that the media wants to be good. Like when Chip Kelly has early success, it's like everyone's on the Chip Kelly bandwagon. And, you know, when um, Carson Wentz, Carson or Car- Carson, 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 Carson Wentz. I'm sure we'll talk about Carson Wentz when he like starts off really hot. Like people get so excited. Like I feel like there's a desire for a good Eagles team in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. They have not quite delivered on that, though, have they?
1: They have not. So what do you think? too good i mean they're certainly not too good but i think they're also they're certainly not too bad i mean they're not it's not like they're winning like three games they're uh you know 5 years ago they won 4 games but then in the past 4 season they've won 10 games 10 games 7 games 7 games so they're they're competitive year in year out
0: they're definitely not too good and i would i would say that they're not not necessarily too bad um though i do feel like you are signing up for a little bit of heartache. Like I wonder if we pulled um, a random sampling of Eagles fan, if they would like, re-sign up to be Eagles fans if they had the choice. Like it does seem like kind of like a tough a tough road.
1: So And they have had a lot of heartbreak, as you mentioned. I mean, I think they went to the NFC Championship game four times in a row and they only oh, won it once.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then they got killed by the Patriots uh, the year that they did actually make the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think
1: they got killed, but they lost. Well,
0: whatever. Um all right. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say, you know, they're definitely not too too good. They might be not necessarily too bad, but a little too heartbreaking. But I I think they deserve a high rating here. So I'm going to give them an eight out of ten <laughs> above the Cowboys. Cowboys so the cow- are a little Cowboys are a little too good. Absolutely. Too good.
1: All right. So this is we're right in the sweet spot of teams they are looking at. So you've given the Broncos an eight out of ten. And the Broncos had about 18 to 1 Super Bowl odds. And now you've given the Eagles, who have 40 to 1, also an 8 out of 10. So we're seemingly sort of honing in on your sweet spot here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the Broncos are sort of the flip side of the Eagles. where the Broncos are not too good, not too bad, but they might be a little too good. And the Eagles are not too good, not too bad, but they might be a little too bad. So, you know, I think you're arriving at the same number, but maybe for some different reasons.
1: Interesting. All right. Number two. What do you think about the division? So we just talked about this division with the Cowboys. You gave that a 10 out of 10. What do you give the same division for the Eagles? I
0: mean, it's a little bit of a different question because this, so from the Cowboys perspective, the division is the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. From the Eagles perspective, the division is the Cowboys, the Redskins, and the Giants. So it's it's a slightly different division when you consider the perspective on it.
1: I do wonder, I'm thinking as a division expert here, the Cowboys and the Redskins, I think, are the biggest rivals in the NFC East, although maybe as of recently, maybe you could even say the Cowboys and the Giants a little bit, but the the Cowboys and the Redskins have a bunch of history. I'm not, I guess, the the Eagles and the Giants. I mean, all these teams hate each other, but I'm wondering, I think if you went to the Cowboys and said, who's your biggest rival, I think they'd say the Redskins. If you went to the Redskins, I know they would say the Cowboys. I wonder... I guess the Eagles must say the Giants. And I wonder if the Giants would also say the Eagles or not. I'm not sure. I think
0: they'd say the Cowboys. I don't think anyone says the Eagles. And and I think that's why I'm drawing the distinction of of the perspective of the division. Because there is a little bit, well, the division's great. It would be a little frustrating to be what is, at least historically, from the Super Bowl perspective, and also, I think, recently, the worst team of the four. Yeah, um, though, I think the Redskins maybe have some claim on that, too, but we can get to that later. Um,
1: but, you know, the Redskins at least have had some success ever.
0: Yeah, I don't think that we need to, you know, deliberate on this too much. It's still a division that for the same reasons that I liked it for the Cowboys gets a ton of media attention uh, is an exciting, very competitive division. I think that it is a slightly more frustrating case from the Eagles perspective, especially with all the attention and love that the Cowboys get nationally so i'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten
1: okay eight and a half out of ten number three does the head coach meet a minimum threshold of competence
0: not chip kelly anymore though
1: no not chip kelly chip kelly was fired last year they hired doug peterson when he was hired i read a story on espn that said philadelphia eagles make the worst hire of the offseason (laughs) though i'm not sure if that entirely stands up i mean he kept
0: his job chip kelly didn't right
1: well, I think Chip Kelly was there for two or three years. No, but... but I
0: mean, Chip Kelly didn't keep his job at San Francisco after that. So, that's oh, true. It's true.
1: One season and out, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he was uh, Doug Peterson as their head coach. He played in the NFL. He was a career backup quarterback. He was the Eagles quarterback coach for a couple years, was the Kansas City offensive coordinator for three years, then became the Eagles head coach this year. So he's a very offensive-minded Guy, he's sort of uh, going to develop Carson Wentz. That's his thing. Mm. Finished seven and nine, but as I uh, we talked about in the last podcast a little bit, they had a positive point differential. They weren't certainly they weren't terrible, especially in this first year. Uh, the Roto World rankings put him twenty third out of twenty six, so they weren't loving it. And they said, "quote He's a first time head coach who had never been a full time play caller before arriving at Philadelphia." Peterson's offense veered between mediocre and unwatchable. Mm. Elsewhere, there were positives. Peterson's defense was much improved on Chip Kelly's, and his team stayed feisty down the stretch. Peterson's future fortunes rest squarely on Carson Wentz's shoulders. If Peterson can turn Wentz into a franchise quarterback, a rise up the coaching ranks is inevitable.
0: Yeah, I mean, this guy seems at least decently competent, but also I can't imagine that he's going to be the long-term coach of the Eagles. I mean, it seems like being considered the worst hire in the NFL being an offensive guy who uh has his offense described as unwatchable is probably but he's developing
1: he's developing not, a rookie quarterback
0: yeah yeah right right but but that's but that's also true of Jason Garrett in Dallas too so Carson Wentz I think had a a good start and then sort of a bad finish to the season so that's
1: I don't think speak. he had a terrible season for a rookie quarterback
0: yeah i mean i i guess uh I would just say this. This coach seems competent, though I'm not super excited about it. Wouldn't necessarily say that uh, it is any reason to root for the Eagles, but let's just say uh, six and a half out of ten. Six higher than Jason Garrett. Wait, 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 wait. What did Jason Garrett get?
1: Jason Garrett got six out of. We just did Ooh. this an hour ago. Oh man.
0: Okay. Okay. Let me revise that a little bit. Then let's say a five
1: and a half. Then. Are you saying these rankings might not be scientific, Joe? No, I mean, look, that's why
0: we have you here to check me. I think that's, uh, you know, you know, this is great. We're calibrating on the spot.
1: Okay, five and a half out of ten. So it's it, there does seem to be some consistency here. You're giving credit, so you're you're sort of putting rookie coaches at five. You're letting them. This guy who had one year and did okay. I, I frankly think he sort of exceeded. Certainly was better than the prior coach. You're giving him a half point knock. Jason Garrett who has a long history of being an above average but not great coach. You're giving a 6. So, yeah, and look, something Jason here.
0: Garrett, look, the Cowboys moved on. They moved on to the next round. They have nothing to complain
1: about. Yeah. That half point this is you really every half point you've got to earn in the coaching <laughs> that's what, category. That's right.
0: It is competitive.
1: Okay, do the players get in trouble with the law in the past 5 years, what do you think? Bottom of the pack, middle of the pack, getting in trouble, top of the pack?
0: I feel like my guesses have been so wildly wrong on this category. I might as well just pick out of a hat out of the three. But uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, let's just say middle of the pack.
1: Okay, you're right. Good job. They've had six incidents in the uh, past five years, though. Well, I don't know. I'm going to highlight. We're getting back to the lighter side of crimes. So we've got two. One was sent in by super fan Tony. And this is, this is kind of a funny one <laughs> because... Uh, well, not to the people involved, but it's funny for us because <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, at, at this time, he had been on the Buffalo Bills, but he was back in Philadelphia and he got into a fight with two off duty Philadelphia cops. So they, and these cops are like badly injured. I don't know how LaShawn McCoy fared. LaShawn McCoy was arguing that, hey, he wasn't involved in the fight. He was just breaking up a fight. These cops were drunk. And they were getting in a fight with, like, people that were uh, around LaShawn McCoy. They were all, like, drinking at some club. And one of the cops got to get stitches or whatever. But, I mean, this is amazing. In a fight between two cops and a guy, (laughs) no charges were pressed. So, I mean... It does make you think that it
0: was kind of the cop's fault,
1: right? Definitely. So, they said the city's district attorney office saying they couldn't prove who started the fight. And the state's attorney general office saying... We support that. So <laughs> if, it's, if there's a yeah. fight between cops and people and no charges are pressed, when, co- like one of the cops, I think, had to go And like you know the stitches. prosecutor is trying to
0: prove that it wasn't the cops. Absolutely. The fight. So Absolutely. If they can't prove it, that means that it definitely was the cops. Who
1: yeah. The fight. There's still some civil uh, action pending, but uh, th- it's pretty amazing. So, But LaShawn McCoy, big big name player in Philadelphia, getting into some incidents. But their their biggest guy who came up twice on the crime blotter was a their linebacker who still plays on the team Nigel Bradham, who uh, on December on October second of last year was arrested for bringing a loaded gun into Miami International Airport, <laughs> and this is his second incident of the year. Earlier in the year, when he was in Miami on July twenty fifth. He got violent with a Miami Hilton worker who was setting up a beach umbrella for the NFL players group. He was formally charged with aggravated battery causing bodily harm.
0: I mean, I can't imagine how bad this guy was at setting up that umbrella.
1: That's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> it must have been bad. terrible.
0: Uh, what's this guy's name
1: again? Uh, Nigel Bradham.
0: I mean, he sounds like a nice British guy. Can't believe that he's bringing guns to Miami airports and... Uh, and <laughs> fighting with a cabana boy so Uh, (laughs) yeah
1: must have really i I just can't even imagine
0: i mean look i mean i can imagine being frustrated like look you've set up that umbrella all wrong it's not going to give me shade it's you know it's it's too far away like
1: recently we're in cancun and i'll tell you sometimes those umbrellas don't give you the full coverage you need i mean look i
0: don't disagree with nigel that there's definitely a wrong way to set up a cabana umbrella i would just say that the level of response might be a be a little bit more
1: muted in the future yeah <laughs> might have <a> tad <laughs> overreacted so there's a funny thing after he uh got arrested for bringing the loaded gun into miami international airport there's a press conference where the defensive coordinator jim Schwartz was asked about it and he said quote of of Bradham, you do dumbass things pretty soon you'll be labeled a dumbass <laughs> did not right, fair enough. come out supportive of his player brad Hamm himself had a more positive spin and said "Quote: I know a guy, a lot of guys in the league who made mistakes and truly only get one chance of this. So it's an honest mistake, and just got to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So don't yeah. bring the loaded gun to the airport. Don't the fight.
0: Guys. Don't fight with with people setting up umbrellas. I mean, these are simple life lessons.
1: Simple life, but important. Yeah, uh, but look, he's still I mean, on the team. Still on the team.
0: I feel like uh, middle of the pack. Some incidents." In fairness to the Cowboys, I think we gave the Cowboys a little bit of a low rating here because some of the incidents were more serious, involved actual death. So let's just let's just match the Cowboys 3 out of 10.
1: 3 out of 10. I think that's harsh, but all right. They're not, not giving the Eagles the benefit of the doubt. Number five, can't root for a team that Rob roots for. Now, Joe, I'm just looking on the video feed. It seems we have a new uh, guest on the, the podcast. There's a baby
0: with me. Little Simone has joined us. Uh, she woke up. You, you can probably hear her uh, little four-month-old breathing. She is pretty strong opinions about the eagles, so we invited her on today to talk about them.
1: She does look to have strong opinions about them as she is moving her head incoherently mm-hmm, mm-hmm, back and mm-hmm, forth.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how she shows uh, her eagle fandom. Uh, okay, so Ro- Rob, let's just go to the ranking here, of what Rob said about the eagles. Uh, he... Rated the Eagles squarely in the middle of the pack. Um, looks like maybe they're his um, his 10th or 12th favorite team. So, you know, a little bit high, but still pretty much in the middle. And he says, uh, Philly's a great city, history, cheesecakes, blue collar, the best angry fans. Do you uh, say
1: cheesecakes or cheese steaks? Cheese
0: steaks. Pardon okay. me. Okay. Uh, it's time for me to get over them signing Michael Vick fresh out of jail for dogfighting and root for them more. So it sounds like he is harboring some resentment against the Eagles, um, but is maybe ready to does get the Eagles Does he not believe bandwagon. in
1: recidivism? I mean, come on. Oh no, I think he.
0: No, yeah, no. I, obviously, Rob is not a very forgiving guy. He oh wait,
1: wait, recidivism is the wrong word. Does he not believe in rehabilitation? He does not be, he, that's, yeah. the, that's the word.
0: No, Rob. Rob does not believe in rehabilitation.
1: That's horrible. Ugh.
0: so uh you know so Rob Rob is right middle of the pack with the Eagles seems like maybe he he's he's ready to readdress his Eagles fandom and bump them up a notch um so we're just gonna put this at a five out of 10.
1: okay number six is this a city you would enjoy visiting to go to a game now I've I've really got some interesting stuff for Philadelphia Philadelphia is by far of all the uh cities we've gone through the most historic but before i get into that it's also gonna have a little historic thing because i am going to philadelphia a month from now to go to the nfl draft which is where Superfan tony who's listening to this right now i'm sure is holding his bachelor party so philadelphia this year is hosting the nfl draft which the nfl started moving it around we're gonna have a great time there and uh, the fact that uh, Tony has chosen this city to go to is already a point in its favor, I would say. But there's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, I I wish that we could have done this podcast with you calling in from Philadelphia. Maybe no, we look, should have thought about that. But It uh, is very
1: possible that we'll have time to have a podcast in uh, Philadelphia for one of the teams with Tony, especially the
0: guy, NFL draft,
1: who Tony actually knows about all these NFL teams. But uh, we'll, we'll see what that happens in the future. Anyways, uh, things Philadelphia is going for it. So Philadelphia has so many firsts in American history. Yeah. It had, it was the first capital. It had the first library. It had the first hospital. It had the first medical school. It had the first stock exchange. It had the first zoo. And least importantly, and probably as a negative for this country, it had the first business school. It is the <laughs> only city in the United States that is a world heritage city. It's got the Liberty Bell. It's got Independence Hall where the Declaration of Independence and Constitution were written. It's got the Rocky Steps and Museum of Art. It's got cheesesteaks. I've been to Philadelphia like 10 times because of its proximity to Washington DC. I have to say, it's a pretty nice city. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think Philadelphia is great. And you compare it to a city like Dallas where like the top visitor sites are the stadium, the um botanical gardens in the zoo it's like you know Philadelphia has a lot more to offer
1: Philadelphia's got stuff and when you go to the Philadelphia Zoo that's the first zoo that ever existed in the United States I've been to
0: Philadelphia a bunch I actually have a lot of family from Philadelphia it's where my uh, maternal grandparents are both from so we have a lot Mm. of family in Philly Uh, really nice city and one that I think I will go to again and again in my life even if I'm not a Philadelphia fan quick question though what is the stadium like
1: well, they've got a new stadium now. The Link. It used to be the Vet, which we'll get into. We've got some great stories about the Vet from uh, from Tony, but I, I think Lincoln Financial Field is pretty nice. I, I think it's a relatively modern stadium. Uh, you know, it's full of Eagles fans, which we'll also get into later. <laughs> I think that's the only knock against it. I think it's a you know modern, nice stadium.
0: Look, I like Philadelphia. I think it's a fun city. Definitely one I would like to visit. Uh, and definitely one that I'd like to have a reason to visit more. I think this is a good. This is right up there. I'm gonna give it a eight and a half out of ten.
1: Eight and a half out of ten, highest so far, and I think a very fair score. Uh, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm going there in a month. So if 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 it meets my uh that criteria, if it gets a eight out of five out of ten, I'll yeah. let you know. And if it's if it's worse, Look. you know, we could go back.
0: You know, I have young kids. What a great place to go. Show them some American history, and then you know, if we happen to catch a game, so be it.
1: Wow, well, I don't know about taking your children to an Eagles game. Well, could I be mean, dangerous. But yeah, well, we'll get them. it. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right. Number seven, does the team have players or a uh, player of players I could put on your fantasy roster? So, unlike our last team and the first part of the doubleheader, the Cowboys, which were just gangbusters for everything, this team is uh we're really looking at scraps here. But there's only one positive things going for it, which is every one of the scraps on this team were former San Diego Chargers. So oh, okay, right, right. Who, they have two have? running backs, so we're borderline running back two and maybe three. I think they were playable, but you had to look at them week to week. Which is their starting running back Ryan Matthews, right. and their sort of second third down back Darren Sproles. So both of them were uh, between 25th and 30th in running back points. They were both playable. They were both owned by more than 50% of teams. But, you know, they're not uh, they're not leading any uh, rankings. But but they're there.
0: And I've been burned by Ryan Matthews so many times, both uh, fantasy but then also as a Charger fan, that I just want no part of that at all. Darren yeah. Sproles so, is great. But, I mean, he must be getting pretty old now, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Look, he's still had a pretty good season. I, he must be. I mean, he was on the Chargers for a while, and then he was on the Saints for a while. He was on the Chargers in
0: the Drew Brees Charger era. So, I mean, he's got to be old. Yeah. Um, how about wide well, receiver? Well, old how is a relative there?
1: term, Joe. He's probably younger than both well, he's of us. Not, he's <laughs> definitely younger than <been> us. <laughs> so, they did not have a single wide receiver in the top 50. It's just not a good class for wide receivers. So, their tight end, Zach Ertz was the 8th best tight end, definitely owned by most teams, definitely playable. He was 5th most in catches, so he's great on PPR. You've got a rookie quarterback. His safety blanket was his tight end. And the defense was definitely ownable, so they had the 6th best defense. But again, it's not like the Broncos before where they were an elite defense. This is
0: not a fantasy powerhouse. Ryan Matthews is such like a trap player, too, because you're like, well, he's a starting running back of a high-powered offense. He's going to get some touches. And then he's either going to be disappointing or he's going to get injured in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, I, I think that this is a pretty poor fantasy team. What do we give the Browns for this? Two and a half. All right. They're better than the Browns. Let's give them a three.
1: Three. I think it's a very, very interesting note about the Browns episode. You, the Browns I, have
0: become a benchmark.
1: No, no, no. I talked you into uh, upgrading the Browns <laughs> one point for Terrell Pryor. Guess where he's playing next year. Oh, wait, the washington redskins the See, washington they, redskins signed terrell Pryor, so the terrell Pryor half point is gonna follow him to washington. <laughs> yeah well we've we lost uh garçon and deshaun jackson all right all right, but all
0: right all right all right we'll get to it but we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to it
1: number eight number he eight is okay the owner a monster
0: okay who owns the eagles i have no idea
1: they are owned by jeffrey Lurie who grew up as a big fan of all the Boston teams. He used to go to sleep at night listening to the Red Sox broadcasts, which is interesting. I guess he was going to sleep pretty early. <laughs> Anyways, he, brought, he bought the Philadelphia Eagles in 1994. I don't have a lot of dirt on him. In one ranking, he was known as the second best owner in the NFL. He really, as far as my research showed, has not done anything horrible, except for people are saying, oh, he hiring Chip Kelly was a mistake, yada, yada, yada. But apparently, outside of owning his football team, he's sort of a good person, which is pretty strange, and he stays out of the headlines. He divorced his wife. That's the one knock I could find on him, and now she owns a large percentage of the team. But otherwise, I don't have much to say about- Dan,
0: you are leaving out literally the two most important facts about Jeffrey Lurie. Name him. Okay. One, he produced the 2010 documentary Inside Job About the Financial Crisis. So he's got a little bit of like maybe a social justice bent to him. Won an Academy Award for that. Academy Award winning. Okay. Jeffrey Lurie. And the second and most important, he went to my alma mater, Brandeis University. Fellow Brandeis alum.
1: I did note in the research that he was a Jew of Russian origin uh, but I, I didn't want to bring it up on the pod, Joe. I didn't want to make it about his being a Jew. But that, That's I, like
0: an extra point right there for being a Jew and extra points for going to my university.
1: All right. Look, it, your ranking system. I I think if you're an NFL owner and I'm digging up dirt on you, I always Google search for owner name controversy, owner name arrested, owner name. He didn't really come up much. And in the rankings, people were knocking on him for, oh, you hired Chip Kelly. yeah, oh, you stayed on to him once. It wasn't like, oh, he was, you know, complicit in X, <laughs> Y, and Z. It seemed like he's just, it seemed like the only knock on him is he owns a Philadelphia team, which, you know, that <laughs> you rank that for what it's worth and that he's, he, you know, wasn't from Philadelphia. He sort of bought a team because he wanted to be an NFL owner and he would buy whatever team he could have bought. But it's, you know, seems like a nice guy.
0: Yeah, look, I feel like we would have a lot to talk about if we hung out. Definitely the Brandeis connection. Certainly, PhD in social policy from Brandeis University. I mean, we probably had yeah. some of the same professors. Uh, we could we could go to school together. We we have a lot we have a lot to talk about. This guy doesn't seem like a monster at all. I think he's the best. Doesn't seem like across. a monster. No, not at all. What's the highest ranking we've given so far?
1: You gave an eight to the uh, Denver Broncos owner, who uh, the team is sort of owned in a trust, and he's and, having and health. He has difficulties. Alzheimer's,
0: so we felt bad. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna give Jeffrey Laurie a ten out of ten. I can't 10 help. it. 10.
1: All right. Uh, what what can you say? He's a he's a seemingly good owner. I'm sure Superfan Tony is gonna definitely <laughs> send a letter about that. Okay, number nine, rate the uniform and the logo. So the Eagles I think have a pretty iconic helmet. Uh, so they were the second team in the NFL to tied second, another team did it at the same time. But to put something on the helmet the la rams did it first with their little rams horns but then the eagles put the eagles on their green helmets and i think uh it's it's very iconic of course i'm i hate the eagles because they're also a rival of my team and uh interestingly my little sister became an eagles fan i think sort of despite our entire family just to but antagonize you, yeah. I, I find the Eagles' combination of colors and helmets and whatever to be uh, grotesque, but I think that's just through conditioning. But it is it is a pretty interesting helmet. I think the Eagle Wings do sort of, I, I think if you look at them impartially, they are a pretty interesting helmet. Like They sort of make sense.
0: Yeah, I think I like their helmet better or their colors better when it was the brighter green. The dark green yeah. is just a little too generic. It makes them look like almost any other NFL team. Um, This is, I think it it should be mentioned, the first bird mascot we've discussed.
1: Yeah, the first of many, which we will discuss in the future. Yeah,
0: it's it's actually surprising we've gotten this far without a bird mascot. But, you know, here we are, and now we're finally talking about uh, the Eagles. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look. Well, hold on.
1: Do you like a bird as a mascot? I mean, what is an optimal mascot, you think, for a team? Because my team, the Redskins, terrible, terrible mascot. Yeah, yeah. I think Dallas, Cowboys, you know whatever it's it's emblematic of the place like eagles though it's not there aren't eagles in Philadelphia well i mean maybe
0: there are some eagles in Philadelphia and i think you have like simmy just sneezed i'm not sure if you got that that's <laughs> no, a there
1: i'm not i'm not editing this out joe it's just because we're just going with it your baby's right there no,
0: she's this is this is her first podcasting experience right
1: by- are they the eagles do you think because it's like that's where the usa was born and the eagle was right, like the
0: bald eagle
1: yeah no i mean or do you think i haven't looked it up or do you think they're the eagles because it, they just thought it was a nice name
0: it's also possible that Philadelphia has like a terrible eagle infestation.
1: We don't know. I mean, no, I've been to Philadelphia. They do not have an eagle infestation. I think Alaska. If Anchorage had a team, I think they could definitely be the bald eagles. They'd be like the the moose or the
0: niece or whatever.
1: No, I think they have more of a bald eagle problem. I've seen <laughs> YouTube videos. It looks like they got a lot of eagles up there in Alaska.
0: Yeah, we got some bald eagles here in Seattle. That's for sure. Look, I think uh, I I prefer land-based mammals as mascots I think are a little bit more intimidating
1: I also wait is this not a land-based mammal I guess it's a land-based bird
0: yeah it's not a mammal and also like I think of birds as being more air-based than land I mean I guess they they like walk around too
1: but like you know they fly I mean eagles are the sharks of the sky
0: yeah I mean of the birds like look if we could have a separate rating of birds I would put eagle at or near the top I don't know who would win in a fight like an eagle or a falcon but I think eagles are pretty. Wait, an
1: eagle would absolutely beat any bird. I don't think they could catch a falcon, but an eagle—they're violent killers.
0: You can really train falcons, though. So you could train a falcon to fight dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could really could get in there and pull hair.
1: <laughs> no, g- g- they don't, don't have gouged Birds. No, no. An eagle—they're—they're they're the falcon like can do the move. Where the falcon an can eagle the move could where swoop like down like into my holds, backyard and out right and kill yeah, my. Yeah, the kittens. falcon can
0: do that thing where it like holds up its claw, like hold on, hold on, wait a second, and then it can go and attack.
1: Like yeah, tra- I don't think
0: could, so. Falcons are
1: very trainable. Wait, Eagles are trainable too. I, they show that. How do they have those bald eagles? Yeah. at the stadiums.
0: I'm not saying Eagles are bad. I'm saying a, a falcon, a well trained falcon, might win in a fight.
1: All right, you're insane. It's crazy. You're you're just letting your future biases about the Atlanta Falcons come in. I'm disgusted. All right, look,
0: I encourage all of our um, ornithologists listeners to, to email in. Ornithology?
1: I have no idea. I was, I was impressed that you would know that off the our top of your orn- head. I, our, there's no way that could be right.
0: Our ornithology listeners to please mail in and settle this for us. I believe a well-trained falcon could win in a fight. Uh, look, I like the eagles. I think that their green is just, it's too dark, so it makes it look generic. I like that brighter green. In general, I, I like the simple design of the helmet. Let's go with a six out of ten. Six <laughs>
1: After all that, six out of ten ties a Cowboys. Still, nobody can beat your hometown Chargers, which you just oh, you, that powder you blue love. is
0: great. I can't help it.
1: It's true. All right, number ten. Do they play a style of play you would enjoy watching? There's not much to say other than they had a good defense, not great, and their offense was bad but not terrible. And look, they finished seven and nine. You know they're the exact type of team that is sort of in the middle of the NFL. They are competitive every game. They lost slightly more than they won. They could have won more. DVOA loved them. DVOA had them as the fourth best team in the NFL, which just shows like the weaknesses in DVOA. But seven to nine team, not inspiring quarterback play. I don't think Carson Wentz had. I don't think he had a single game where he had three touchdown passes. So ugly games, I would say.
0: I think the Eagles also get knocked down here because I think of them as a team that does not have a really iconic style of play that is consistent over the years. Like you think of teams like the Steelers or even the Chargers who are like have for most of their history, albeit with some exceptions with Marty Schottenheimer, been like pass first teams um, or like Steelers who've been defense or, you know, Bears who maybe have been more defensive oriented, uh, who at least like that's their iconic style, even if they deviate from that year to year. I feel like the Eagles have really been pretty wildly inconsistent. Where, when Chip Kelly was there, they had the Chip Kelly style. When Vic was there, they were really focused around Vic. Uh, you
2: know,
1: they were exciting. I think in the Chip Kelly, era. I, I mean, I know because I, I think watched they were exciting their, the Vic their era, game too. on Monday Night right. Football where they beat the Redskins like four thousand to zero. Uh, I think it was four thousand to seven actually. You know, Michael <laughs> Vick was just like. His passes were like going over the camera that's on the field and under to wide open Deshaun Jackson. It was uh, they were it, it was it was a sight to behold. But, but that all went away when he left.
0: Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, think
1: it, it. I think it all went away after three games when teams <laughs> figured out how to defend against the uh, you know twenty second offense. And then if you, I mean, it, it's sort of back. Like last year, Atlanta ran a similar style up tempo offense, which might have hurt them in the Super Bowl. By the way. But Chip Kelly, not you know, it was exciting for three games, but then the NFL sort of figured it out, and obviously they don't they don't do that system anymore.
0: I think their style of play is fine. I don't think it's going to be consistent year to year. I think it's going to depend on their personnel and their coach. And I don't think that there is a, a definitive Philadelphia
1: style of play.
0: So I'm going to give them a four out of ten here.
1: Four out of ten. Okay. Now we're getting into some. Now we got some good fodder here. Number eleven. What is interesting about this fan base? So, Superfan Tony, former Philadelphia resident when he was a professor or assistant professor or whatever it is, sent in a bunch of links, and I've got a couple (laughs) stories.
0: All right, let's hear them.
1: So, the first and and I think is the most iconic. If you think of Philadelphia fans, you think of Philadelphia fans booing Santa, and I'll just recap the story a little bit. On December 15th, 1968, the team had started the season 0-11, which you would think would be bad, but Eagles fans were actually pretty excited because that means they could have drafted the great American and great football player and all-around good citizen OJ Simpson. <laughs> but unfortunately, they in the next two games won two games, so they were 2-11, and eleven. So they weren't going to get OJ Simpson. It was a cold, windy, snowy day. There were six inches of snow everywhere. And normally in the last game of the year, the 14th game of the season, because that's how many games they used to play back then, Santa Claus would show up on the field and sort of wave to everybody. Well, Santa Claus didn't show up that day because Santa Claus looked outside the window and saw there was six inches of snow and said, fuck it, I'm not coming to the game today. So at halftime, there was no Santa. Well, they looked in the stands and they found a 19 year old kid who was dressed as Santa. His name was Frank Olivo. He's five foot six, 140 pounds. He was a. <laughs> poor... Not your classic Santa. He's not your classic Santa Claus. But they pulled him from the stands. They said, hey, we got to have Santa Claus. He comes out. They say, hey, come, come here, come here. They have him parade down the field as Santa Claus. Well the fans were <laughs> oh, poor. <laughs> they weren't they weren't necessarily against the Santa Claus, but it was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. And they just started bawling up the snowballs and just throwing them at Santa Claus. And um, poor Santa Claus was just belted by Snowballs, Snowballs. He like went up to one of the people belting with Snowball and said, Hey, you're not getting any presents this year. <laughs> And by the way, RIP to Frank Olivo, who passed away last year at the age of 66. What a life. What a, he he's famous. He went back. He re-portrayed himself as Santa Claus at the new Eagle Stadium like uh, eight or nine years ago. Great guy. But yeah, yes, what a great story. Absolutely. The Eagles fans, the Philadelphia fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus, which frankly, the way I heard the story was they threw batteries at Santa Claus. So that was better. <laughs> So you actually, you
0: like them more because you're like, well, at least it wasn't batteries.
1: Wow, hold on, we're getting to the next story. This is <laughs> oh, great. Okay,
0: all yep. right, all right, all right. So I'm just, I'm soaking that in. I'm not rating yet.
1: Yes, that's a moose bush. Okay, this story. Uh, Tony sent this in, Superfan Tony. It's from billypen.com dot com, and stories by the great Mark Dent. A shout out to him if he's by listening. By the way,
0: I love that Tony's biggest area of expertise is disparaging other team's fans. Wow. He really, this is like right in his wheelhouse.
1: Tony lived in Philadelphia for a long time. He was up close and personal to these fans. it's great.
0: It's great. It's very helpful.
1: Okay. So this whole thing, let's take us back to 1997 for an Eagles game against the 1949ers. Quote, It wasn't the approximately 60 fights that erupted in the stands or the mob that shattered the ankle of a season ticket holder who brought a friend wearing a Giants jacket. Nope, not those. Somebody fired a flare across the stadium. (laughs) An actual flare. (laughs) That glowing projectile caught the attention of the Eagles and city leaders who decided they need to clean up Veterans Stadium, a.k.a. the vet. By the time the Eagles played their next home game, two weeks later against the Steelers, They had come up with Eagles court. Fans who fought, peed in public, or snuck in alcohol would face justice quickly in a makeshift courtroom, in a maintenance room, at the vet. Oh my God. Note, this, actually having a court in a stadium, happened only that season, never happened before it, never happened again.
0: Can you imagine the ratings for the live televised version of eagles court oh it would be if, amazing so if,
1: hold on let if, me if i could
0: watch that instead of the game i would absolutely choose that
1: let me talk about some things. so the decisions came from then mayor ed rendell who big friend of the joe picks podcast but we'll, i'll get into his history a little later so the first game they had it they processed 20 fans so this is something action was happening all throughout the game a couple cases that were samples a man was caught throwing bottles and cups of ice on the field. He blamed it on his 10-year-old son. <laughs> Guilty. On the last day, on the last game at Veterans Stadium, or on the last day of the season, somebody ripped a toilet seat off the toilet so they could keep it as a souvenir. Mm-hmm. Ed Rendell yeah. said, you are not allowed to keep the toilet seat as a take. They had to physically take the toilet seat from the fan.
0: I mean, if there were one thing, like the last thing I would want as a souvenir of a stadium, it it would be the the seat. Yeah.
1: But these are are your Philadelphia fans. They are fans that are so rowdy. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They had to have a courtroom erected in the stadium to deal with the miscreants during the games. This is the problem about taking your family to a uh, Philadelphia Eagles game.
0: I feel like there is a, a, a connective thread between Eagles fans and Browns fans in that, like, the type of fan that goes and sits outside in terrible weather for a team that's either really bad or mediocre, um, it's, it's a certain type of now, fan. Now, the Eagles,
1: no, no, that's unfair to Cleveland Brown fans. The Eagles, the era we're talking about, they went to the NFC Championship game four years in a row. They went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they are not. They're at so worst. So you're saying that they're, they're at worst an average team. At, at if you want to be nice about it, certainly ten years ago they were a well above average team. So they're they're a
0: cantankerous bunch, whether they're winning or losing.
1: Correct. They're right. yeah, they're Philadelphia right. fans. I mean, what they're yeah. I, as far but, as I'm thinking of a fan base that has the most uh, biggest reputation, I cannot think of a fan base that has a bigger reputation than Philadelphia fans, though. Maybe I'm jaded being from so the wouldn't NFC's. it be fun to
0: be part of that?
1: I mean, I don't know. Would it be fun to throw snowballs at Santa Claus? Would you like to go to? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: 160-pound 19-year-old Santa Claus, maybe.
1: Look, do you, th- do you think it'd be fun to go to court for uh, <laughs> in the stadium? <laughs> I think it'd be fun to watch that court for sure.
0: It would definitely said. be yeah. fun to watch that court. Uh, look, I, I like the diehard nature of Philadelphia fans. I like that they're like the quickest fans to boo. Yeah. But I think that they stand behind their team too. They, they 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 bring their loyalty as well. They don't they don't strike me as fair weather fans in any sense of the word. Wow, I'd dispute that, I think.
1: I think they're very fair weather. I think they'll boo at the slightest uh inclination. Yeah, but they'll still show up. They'll show up, but it's the NFL. You have to show up. I don't know.
0: I mean, speaking as a as a former Charger fan, there's a lot of times when 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 fans just don't
1: show up. I'm jaded as a person in the division. This is why you get to give your impartial rankings. Look, you're a, you don't have a team anymore. You, you would yeah. be deciding to join this fan. I think if you went to the link and you wore an Eagles jersey, you're fine. You're, you like, are, you're part of the mob.
0: I, I, like, I like that the Eagles have a fan culture. Now, I mean, I, want, I think one can reasonably debate. Is it a good fan culture or a bad fan culture? It's probably a bad one. But at least they have a fan culture. Six and a half out of 10. Six and a half out of 10. All right. Second best show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> number, I, number one, you have the Browns. And number two, you have the Eagles. You look, are I, just. I think we're. You like the bad boys. Yeah. We're
0: developing a uh, sense for what type of fan I like. So, Dan, we got we to gotta pause this. How much more we got? What number are we on?
1: We just have one more. What the the drink? Rate the one drink. One more. Okay. Let's go quick. Let's go quick. I gotta you on. rate okay. the drink.
2: Okay. You have to be leaving the day in 15
1: minutes. Okay. Okay. Shit. I got to go. All
0: right, Liz, you want to finish the podcast for me?
1: Yeah, Liz, come in. Liz, just rate the drink. Wait, Joe, just rate the drink.
2: You're gonna
0: be late for a swim. Okay, we got it. Has. I gotta go to swim. Okay, damn. We'll Liz, this rate tonight.
1: the drink. Get Liz in. We need one more thing, and then we're done.
2: Liz, talk to your brother. I don't want to talk to my brother.
1: Liz, just brother? rate the drink. No, you have to give a score. Hi, Danny. Okay, Liz.
2: Are too
1: big Is there is there any drink left?
2: Hey, Liz? Yeah, there's like uh, half of some sort of gross looking martini.
1: Okay, perfect.
2: Joe is going to be late for swim class.
1: It's fine. Liz. It's not fine.
2: It's only a half an hour class.
1: Liz, you have a very important job right now. For number 12, Joe has to go take one of his daughters to swim class. So his wife, my sister, Liz, is stepping in for number 12, rate the drink. Hi, Dan. Liz. Hi, brother. Hey, hey, how's it going?
2: Good. It's good. You know, baby handoff.
1: If you listened to the prior podcast and uh, I
2: I have not. No,
1: I know you have not. (laughs) I'm sure you would not support Joe's parenting methods. But hey, we're drinking a Clover Club cocktail. Liz, take a sip of that drink. Tell me what you think of it.
2: Can I describe it for just a second? Because it looks sort of like chunky. What's up with that?
1: (laughs) I I don't know. It's just part of the cocktail.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Hold on. Oh. Oh, my God. (gasps) It's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> terrible.
2: Oh my gosh! So,
1: what do you oh give no. that out of ten?
2: Oh, 10 being like good, good or ten being bad?
1: Ten being good.
2: Oh god, like a two? Maybe a two 10 out and a half. Of 10. It's Ouch. like chunky. Yikes! Wow. Well,
1: Joe might have not shaken up enough, or might have been sitting here. <laughs> By the well, way,
2: Joe did say on his way out that he rates it a five. So I'm not really sure what that means.
1: I'm going to split the difference. So you gave it a two. He gave it a five. I'm going to give it a three and a half.
2: Yeah, it's pretty terrible.
1: So that puts the Eagles at seventy-one and a half points, which is wow, our second-best team behind the Cowboys. This is exciting stuff. Very exciting. Are you you a fan of any NFL teams?
2: No, I do not like football.
1: Wow, wow, it's (laughs) great to be on this podcast. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Sorry, is there a better answer I should be giving you?
1: No, no, this is great. I'm sure our fans are going to love this, so we have one last piece of business while you're here. Okay. We have to pick what the next two teams we're doing for our next two podcasts, which all of our listeners. how many people listen to this podcast, Liz? do you think?
2: Um I'm going to give you in the teens.
1: Yeah, I think the stats show that we have awesome. over ten listeners.
2: I mean that's exciting. I mean, you guys are good. I mean, most people only, you guys don't even like, when the two of you talk, I mean, I try and tune you out, so, I mean, the fact that you've got at least 10 people who are interested in listening to your, like, banter, I think that's a win.
1: Wow, oh, thank you for that. This is a great compliment.
2: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: All right, here we go. I've put the teams into random.org, going to pick the next two teams that we're doing. Liz will not be a part of this, hopefully. <laughs> and here we go. Wow. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. Do I, get, do I get to pick? No, no. We're doing both of those. Those are the oh, next oh, two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which All one right. would you pick? Of those two teams, which do you like more, the Tampa Bay Bucks or the New York Jets? Do you know uh, anything about either of those two teams?
2: I know they're located. Uh, the Jets wow, are that's, green. That's true. Yeah. See? That's good. And are Tampa you? Bay Buccaneers are in Florida.
1: That's true. Right. Hey, yeah. See? Great stuff, to, two facts do you know anything else about the new york jets
2: i believe that my football knowledge that i just shared will increase your listeners from your teens i think you might crack into the 20s now people are people are interested in what i have to say
1: all right well maybe i made a mistake the podcast should be me and you we'll see what the listeners think (laughs) that sounds great from your cameo all right liz see you all
2: right bye